0: More countries beside the U.S. have recently spoken up in support of Taiwan on the international stage. Canada's foreign minister recently announced plans to send more warships on transits of the Taiwan Strait to make it clear to China that those are international waters.
1: Meanwhile, the British Parliament's Defense Select Committee chair says there is much to explore in boosting military assistance for Taiwan.
2: President Tsai Ing-wen bumps elbows with her guests as a greeting. Earlier in December, Tsai received a delegation from the U.S.-based German Marshall Fund think tank. He also sat with the chair of the British Parliament's Defense Select Committee Tobias Elwood, who, according to Reuters, now says there is much to explore in boosting military assistance for Taiwan. According to the report, Elwood said he had discussed Taiwan's submarine program during his visit. He says that although the US is Taiwan's main arms provider, UK companies have been helping Taiwan develop its own fleet of domestically built submarines. According to Reuters, Elwood said the UK should help support Taiwan militarily, whether with weapons or intelligence sharing. Separately, Canadian Foreign Minister Melanie Joly said in an interview that Canada plans to dispatch more warships on transits of the Taiwan Strait to ensure that the question of the Taiwan Strait is clear and that it remains an international strait. The move is seen as a response to Chinese claims earlier this year that the strait is not international waters. Back in September, U.S. and Canadian warships carried out a routine transit of the Taiwan Strait, and it could be one of many more to come.
3: The words by the chair of the British Parliament's Defence Select Committee and Canada's Foreign Minister both further highlight that Taiwan is a model for freedom and democracy in the Indo-Pacific region. China's military hegemony and oppression has only served to arouse public outrage from like-minded countries who are now helping Taiwan through diplomatic and military means. These efforts will only
2: get bigger. The DPP lawmaker says that countries around the world will continue supporting Taiwan as long as Beijing insists on its annexation ambitions.
1: Bloomberg reports that the U.S. Department of State has proposed an upgrade to an earlier deal. The upgraded deal, valued at NT dollars, could give Taiwan as many as 100 of the U.S.'s most advanced Patriot air defense missiles, along with radar and support equipment.
0: Military analysts say the missiles would be able to give Taiwan more time to react should China launch guided missiles from across the strait. Let's hear from an analyst. These
2: kinds of advanced weapons see functionality upgrades of varying degrees every few years. So basically, the US is willing to provide a newer model of the Patriot air defense missile system that would allow Taiwan to intercept more missiles in a first and second wave of guided missile attacks from China. China's threats against Taiwan continue intensifying, be it via drones, military aircraft, or guided missiles. In return, the U.S. increases its offerings to include PAC-3s. That is an important assurance to maintain a stable foundation for Taiwan's security, democracy, and economy.
0: Older models of the Patriot missiles are a mainstay of Taiwan's air defense capabilities. Experts say the sale of 100 of the newest models to Taiwan would better allow Taiwan to defend itself in a Chinese attack. They add that the U.S.'s proposal to upgrade the arms deal further shows Washington's commitments to Taiwan's self-defense. With a month left in campaigning for the Taipei legislative by-election, DPP Enoch Wu on Tuesday showed off his campaign visuals while discussing his vision for Taiwan.
1: Wu also responded to criticism from his KMT rival, saying he could not stop others' attacks and would press forward. We also had the support of a fellow DPP member and an independent city councillor who spoke highly of his character.
3: The DPP's candidate for the Taipei legislative by-election, Enoch Wu, on Tuesday held a press conference
2: to announce his campaign's visuals. It symbolizes Taiwan's magnificence and issues such as national security, competitiveness and internationalization. This is the core of our campaign. Wu showed off two versions of his campaign
3: poster with his image framed in white and blue. He says the choice of color aims to show that issues such as national security go above party factions. In one version of the poster, his face is shown in full color, while in the other, it is shown as a silhouette. At the press conference, Wu was joined by the director of his campaign office, Wang Shijian, and
2: independent Taipei city councillor, Chiu Wei Jie. Political parties sometimes have people connected to mafias, involved in corruption or some other unfavorable forces. Meanwhile, Ina Kuo here is demonstrating moral courage and offering suggestions that reflect his lofty personal politics. Wu is a conscientious force within the DPP. Elections are, of course, about selecting people of talent and ability. <laughs> When Wu lost in the last legislative election, he was not discouraged. He worked resolutely at the grassroots level and served the local community. Wu is well prepared and I support him. If others lob low blows at him, we will take the high ground. Wu's rival from the KMT, Wang Hongwei,
3: has recently spoken critically of her DPP opponent. Wu on Tuesday responded to her
4: allegations. No
2: We can't control our rival or stop them from smearing us and attacking us. What we can control is to respond to such big challenges by being ourselves and acting with a clear conscience. Wu seemed unfazed by his
3: rival's criticism, choosing to persist with campaign. Whether Wu's efforts in the community have paid off or not will be seen at the polls.
1: Taiwan Nurses Association head Chen Jingming on Monday was honored as a new fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland. Chen is the first Taiwanese national to be awarded the honor by the college, which has a history of more than two centuries.
0: Chen herself traveled to Ireland to take part in the ceremony and reception, during which she voiced hope for further international cooperation in the medical field. Let's hear from her.
2: I am very honoured to receive such a distinction. Of course, the main purpose of this award is to focus on public health and global health. Through its network of academicians, the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland can be seen by the whole world. I think this distinction is awarded with that in mind.
0: Chen is currently a professor at National Chenggong University. She's also a member of the DPP and is expected to take over as lawmaker at large after the election of Zhou Chunmi for Pingdong commissioner in the recent elections. Chen says that with the award, she hopes to continue pushing for more international exchanges in nursing to push the field forward. Have you ever tried savory rice pudding? This traditional snack was a staple in old Taiwan
1: also known as hua gui. it's especially good as a pick-me-up for an afternoon snack. Up on Shan Highway in Jai County, a second-generation chef is bringing rice pudding into the 21st century. We spoke to Lu Ru about how you bring Taiwan's traditional cuisine to Generation Z.
5: High on Ali Shan Highway in Zhongpu Township sits this rice pudding shop. It's known far and wide for its traditional handmade rice pudding, both savory and sweet.
4: <laughs>
5: the sweet pudding slides out of its mold, revealing the boba at the bottom and filling the room with the scent of brown sugar. This is the trump card of the shop's owner.
6: Okay. It's so silky but chewy as well. The brown sugar is delicious and the flavours go so well together. Actually, many young people don't really have strong childhood memories of our traditional Taiwanese snacks, so I want to offer slightly unusual innovative flavours to get more people to notice our traditional Taiwanese cuisine. It's not just boba rice
5: pudding on offer. Adzuki bean is another big crowd pleaser. Lui Yiru is the second generation to run the shop. Not content to merely follow tradition, she's trying out her own creative flavour combinations. Who knew boba was what savoury rice pudding was lacking?
6: We've tried quite a few flavours like Jobs Tears, Adzuki bean, green bean, earl grey tea, boba milk tea. Anything you can think of. We even tried using the local dragon fruit to just see how it would come out. In the end, we felt that the boba and adzuki bean were the best fit.
5: Lui says that different boba pearls all have their own taste. It took her three months of trials with different types to hit on the perfect recipe. Whatever's next, head up Alishan to find out. A number of factors have
1: impacted global financial markets including inflation and war. One expert says it's still not the time to buy or sell investments, but that next year looks set to present both opportunities.
0: Housing prices are unlikely to drop, but those looking to buy stocks should watch the market in the first quarter, he says.
2: The economy and the stock market will fall, fall,
3: fall and will hit the bottom. Under the impact of the pandemic, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, high inflation, rising interest rates, tensions in the Taiwan Strait, and other geopolitical factors, it's been a dark year for the financial market.
2: If you have stocks now, don't sell them. If you don't have any stocks, you can keep waiting to buy. The three dawns are when inflation cools, when the economy falls, and when interest rates stop rising.
3: Huang says stocks may continue down into next year, presenting a good time to invest. He says the market will start slow and finish high over the course of the year, and those selling on a high may see a 25% return on investment. Meanwhile, the public has also been eyeing the real estate market.
2: When it comes to housing prices, rising interest rates means prices are unlikely to fall.
3: The expert says that although markets will still be impacted by energy, financial and geopolitical risks in 2023, there is no need to be overly pessimistic, as a turn may come in the second half of the year.
0: Semiconductor giant TSMC is soon to hold a ceremony to mark the delivery of its first batch of equipment for its new fab in the U.S. state of Arizona. Already, the company's logo is visible at the fab site, and construction is moving forward at full throttle. The
1: mayor of Phoenix says she hopes the city welcomes TSMC and hopes that it creates a favorable business environment for the firm.
2: Even from a distance, you can see the plant with construction machinery moving about. This is TSMC's Fab 21, which is currently under construction in the U.S. state of Arizona. It will soon hold a ceremony to take receipt of its first batch of equipment, marking a milestone for Taiwan-U.S. cooperation in semiconductor manufacturing an excavator digs up the ground as workers put the TSMC logo on the side of the building. Among the attendants at the upcoming ceremony are U.S. President Joe Biden, TSMC founder Maurice Chang, and Taiwan's de facto ambassador to Washington, Xiao Bi Kim. Representatives from TSMC's main suppliers will also be present at the event. We hope that these plans
3: by TSMC will be successful and that more clients in the semiconductor sector find our chemical products interesting. When it first started, the government encouraged Taiwanese firms like us to join
2: in the plan. TSMC supplier Changchun Petrochemical has a factory in Casa Grande, just one hour by car away from TSMC's fab in Phoenix. In an exclusive interview with FTV, the mayor of Phoenix said that the city has experience in supplying water and electricity for semiconductor operations, as Intel already has operations in Arizona.
1: It's really an honor for us that TSMC chose to expand in Phoenix, business-friendly city with a great natural environment and wonderful universities. We plan ahead to make sure we can deliver the best business climate and conditions for
2: tsmc the mayor says she hopes tsmc will bring more opportunities for phoenix to develop with the semiconductor giant ready to take root in the city anticipation is in the air
1: celebrated german conductor june markle has conducted several world-leading orchestras during his career since the start of 2022 he has even based in taiwan as the music director of the national symphony orchestra
0: so what's in store for the coming year for the orchestra FTV Stephanie Yang takes us in for a closer look at what Markle has planned for the 2023 season.
7: June Markle became the National Symphony Orchestra's music director in January 2022. Hailing from Germany, Markle has conducted several world-leading orchestras, such as the Cleveland and Philadelphia Orchestras and the Czech Philharmonic, before taking up his current role as NSO music director. Marco revealed that the newest season for NSO will explore four major themes, including nature, French music, German composer Felix Mendelssohn, and Russian composer Sergei Rachmaninoff.
4: We will continue the French um, repertoire, which hadn't played so much in the past, but this season, the 21-22 season, we did the French repertoire of the 19th century, And now, in the 22-23 season, we go into the 20th century. So that means impressionistic um, French music. went into north of Taiwan and then to the east coast to Hualien.
7: Marco says he loves Taiwan's natural environment, which inspired him to choose this as one of the themes of the NSO's programs for 2023.
4: Nature is uh, one of the really strong topics we will talk about or play and make music about in the coming season. Why nature? Because I think Taiwan is a country where the nature plays a huge role. It's an island surrounded by the sea. And so we look also at other parts, other countries, whether it's Japan or Europe or different countries, music from very different times, cultures, mentalities. Marco hopes to
7: help cultivate more talent in music over the coming years by launching a training program for youths. The NSO will select around 70 young musicians aged 12 to 15 in February to attend the training program, which will be held in Miaoli County. The youth orchestra is expected to make its debut in July 2023. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Jianwei in Taipei.
1: Taiwan is forecast to officially become a super-aged society in 2025. Business Today magazine has held a Taiwan-Japan Aging Society Forum for the last six years.
0: This year, old-age care expert Shigeru Fujiwara inspired Taiwanese professionals with the idea of minimal care frameworks. The system encourages older adults to retain more agency later in life. Families care for older adults at home with the support of daytime care centers.
6: The head of the Japanese Association of Daytime Care Centers, Shigeru Fujiwara, speaks via video link about minimal care frameworks.
2: Traditionally, we thought that filial piety or being a good son or daughter meant doing everything for your parents. But that means older adults lose their capacities faster. If you let older people do everything themselves, then they have agency and can take care of themselves until the day they die. Everyone should be psychologically prepared for that in our aging society.
6: The figures suggest Taiwan will officially become a super-aged society in 2025. Taiwan is also facing a crisis in care for older adults, people with dementia, and healthcare.
2: 人口老化会带来... The aging of society creates more healthcare requirements, including dementia and long-term care. I think Taiwan is not sufficiently prepared for that. Our government and society should all be proactively turning toward the issues of an aged society.
6: Many older adults lose muscle power and may spend the day in bed. To slow down aging processes, doctors say you should start taking care of your health as early as possible an appropriate amount of exercise and good nutrition are important.
2: The big reason for aging is that our body is in a state of chronic inflammation, and perhaps our digestive tract isn't healthy. So we recommend that people take extra anti-inflammatory foods, such as nuts, fish oils, and deep-sea fish, which contain omega oils. And there are lots of fruit and vegetables containing different phytochemicals.
6: This nutritionist recommends that older adults consume extra probiotics and dietary fiber to maintain good digestive health, which will help keep you feeling stronger for longer.
0: As the weather turns cold, it's time for a warming winter feast. Hot Pot is Taiwan's classic winter meal. Many people love a spicy Sichuan style hot pot to warm up. But there are always new variations. Today,
1: we visit a restaurant that uses Taiwan Gao Liang liquor in their Sichuan hot pot for an even richer and smokier taste.
3: This spicy hot pot has flame shooting out of it. The chef added gaol liquor to the pot. Dip a slice of beef in to absorb the fiery juice
2: and enjoy the alcoholic kick in the aftertaste. When we built the base of the broth up, we sautéed it in a little rice wine. And then I realized that it tasted even better for the Sichuan hot pot if we used Taiwan gaoling liquor. The chef drizzles chili oil on the beef,
3: and then adds a small glass of gaoling. As soon as the flames are lit, the alcohol starts to evaporate, leaving a smoky flavor behind. Then, spicy soup goes into the mix. Aside from dipping meats, you can order this traditional Sichuanese spicy beef dish. The pickled beef is super soft. There's also fried beef with a crunchy outer skin. After 5 or 10 minutes bubbling in the pot, it's full of many rich flavors.
2: The spicy beef is first pickled to soften it, then we add chili flakes. After your hot pot, you can dip Japanese udon noodles into this spicy Sichuan
3: sauce. The restaurant has just been handed over to the second generation. After noticing that solo hot pot eaters were on the increase, they decided to make a mini version of the traditional
2: hot
7: pot.
2: My parents both agreed with it, but when we first launched it, business wasn't as good as we expected. People weren't that keen. But now we've been offering it a year or two, more and more people are open to this style of hot pot. With these variations at play, hot
3: pot lovers are sure to find something new to whet their appetite.
0: If you want to catch the first rays of sunlight of the year on January 1st, get your warm clothes ready and prepare for a hike.
1: According to the Taipei Astronomical Museum, the first rays of sun of 2023 will shine down on Hualien's Maxi Mountain at 6.03 a.m., but with the summit of the mountain standing at an altitude of 3,443 meters, it's not a trip for the faint-hearted. For revelers who would rather see the first sunrise from the plains, there are other options. The sun will rise on Taidong Sanqian Tai only a few minutes later at 6.10 a.m. Of course, actually seeing the sun will depend on the weather on January 1st.